Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hey, everyone. We're Carol and David, and we're so excited to welcome you to our podcast. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the sexy lifestyle is all about. And David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. We sure are. And you know we love talking about everything related to sex and sexuality, sexual health, and of course, sexual pleasure. We love diving deep into the naughty, the taboo, and the unknown. And we hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because... Great sex matters, and we all deserve it. We sure do, and most of you probably know that we are here at the beautiful Hedonism 2 Resort on the Grill Beach in Jamaica. We are enjoying this erotic paradise. We've been here since January 15th. Yep, 69 sexy days at Hedo, and we're going to be here all the way through till March 26th. And we're hanging out real safely with all our friends, old and new. So, um, you know, everyone who arrives here at Hedo has to have a negative test to get into the resort. And we really are feeling pretty safe and, as usual, sexy here at Hedo. And if you can work from home, you can work from Hedo. So come on down. Yay. So are you feeling the pressures of being pulled in too many directions at once? Your kids, work, parents, all demanding your attention with no consideration for you or your needs? In the midst of pleasing others, have you lost the one thing that makes you feel like you, your sexual confidence? On today's show, we're going to be talking about the common sex issues that women face as a result of being emotional supporters and providers for others at the expense, of course, of our own needs and desires. Find out how sex educators and sex coaches can help you reclaim your sexual identity and feel sexy again. Hell yeah. But before we get into today's show, we want to talk about our top waterproof blanket because great sex is messy sex and nobody wants to sleep in that wet spot. So if you're fed up with having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leak-proof, and it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets. From messy massage oils or silicone lubes to all sorts of sexy wetness, just throw it in the washer and dryer, and it comes out looking like brand new. And you don't have to leave your house to get one. Simply and safely go to Amazon and order yours today. Search Top Waterproof Blanket. That's T-O-P, Waterproof Blanket. Great sex starts now. It sure does, and so does today's show. We are Carol and David. This is The Sexy Lifestyle, and we have two uber exciting guests for you today. Yes, we have sex doctor, Dr. Nancy Sutton-Pierce from Exotic Lifestyle Events, and Erica Lemke-Pembroke, author of Feel Sexy Again, The Ultimate Guide to Reclaiming Your Sexual Confidence. Welcome, guys. Thank you for spending the time on our show today. Always a pleasure. (laughs) And thank you for having me. So whoa, 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 whoa. Thank you for having me. I like that. Oh, line. uh-oh. I you like might have jumped into line. that one, Erica. <laughs> We're here at Pino, and Erica's saying thank you for having me. We're going to keep that secret on the side. Dr. Nancy, of course, you've been on our show many, many, many times. Why don't you just remind everybody about your work and about your Kama Sutra Oasis program and lots of the good stuff that you like to do. Let's see, how do I summarize this? Um, You know, I've been a a clinical sexologist since 2015. 
And before that, I was a nurse and a yoga therapist and a yoga central massage therapist. Uh, so I've done a lot of different things that I just kind of all bring forward to create events um, at Hedonism and at different places around the world for women and those who adore them. And it's all about reawakening to your own sexuality and that sex energy that's so fun. And you know, even though Nancy is a super gregarious person, she's being a little humble here because we should shout out to Lisa Ling from CNN, uh -huh. who um, Nancy was on one of her shows. Nancy, you want to tell us a little bit about that? I was. Um, a couple of years ago at Naughty in New Orleans, and, and uh, there was, what, 1,300 couples that mm -hmm. descend upon the French Quarter for uh, really a retreat for li the lifestyle, whether you're a swinger or you're in an LGBTQ relationship or you're just exploring your own sexuality. It's a great place to go. And Lisa Ling was there filming for her um, season six. So she interviewed me and she videoed uh, one of my signature events, which is called the Intimacy Oasis. And we were on that event and too. And you were yes, there we were in the audience. Yes. <laughs> we, we didn't get much airtime. We, we were king and queen of Nadia New Orleans, so we got some parade time. But um, that, that workshop, that class was really special to be there. And they did a great job representing the messages that you put out, not only in your workshops, but in everything that you do. Thank you. Yeah, I was so honored to be part of that. And Lisa, uh, I mean, her, her work is phenomenal anyway. She's so authentic. And I love meeting other people who are just, who truly walk their talk. And you're here at Hedonism and you made a couple posts yesterday and she even commented on your post. That's she's fun. <laughs> no, she's following yeah, you now. Yeah, she's like, dang. <laughs> Hi, Lisa. We hope so you're staying safe. <laughs> so yeah. you'll have to go check out my uh, Dr. Nancy uh, Sutton Pierce Instagram and see Lisa's little comment oh, on there. That's so fun. So, Erica, thanks for you, your contribution here today, too. We're so excited to have you. It is my pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. So, why don't you start by telling us about the book, because you're an author of this brand new book that's, being pub that's been published, and I had a chance to read it right here on the beach. So, tell us a little bit about your book and why you wrote it. Well, my book was designed for women who are trying to find themselves again after really giving to everyone else. And what happens, I'm a, I'm a mom of teenagers and you don't have to be a mother necessarily, but we tend to in our culture just give, give, give to everyone else. And we don't keep enough for ourselves. We, that well is dry. We don't like to be dry, of course, right? Uh -huh. But to, in order to refill that, how do we try and find that uh, reclamation of self? And that includes sexuality. And your book, Feel Sexy Again, The Ultimate Guide to Reclaiming Your Sexual Confidence, is what you do. You have an eight-step program, and you walk ladies through that so that they can, again, feel sexy. Exactly. Excellent, excellent. Now, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you are a counselor, a coach, and, and what you do? So, I am a life coach and wellness coach, trained as a marriage and family therapist, and I have been a life and wellness coach for over about 10 years, and what I found... My clients kept coming back to me about sex and their own sexuality. I didn't feel like I had enough of a scope of practice in order to speak to that. So I decided to, at 50 years old, go back to school to become a sex coach and clinical sexologist. That's awesome. So Dr. Nancy, tell us about your relationship when you met uh, Erica and how it's going. 
Well, she reached out to me. Um, we kind of had been noticing what, what each other was doing on social media. And so she reached out to me and said, you know, tell me what you do and, and what do you got going? And I said, well, I have this Valentine's retreat. And so she and her husband decided to come and check out the retreat this, this week. And she sent me her book and I was just super excited to be able to meet her. And, and her energy is absolutely contagious. And so I can see how her vivacious and vivacious but also her compassionate desire to help other women to move through some of their struggles um, will make her a great sexologist so and fun, what, what's be fun coo- what's cool is while she's been here she's actually explored her own sexuality with her husband and we're going to talk about that a little bit later but um she definitely has given a new definition to the word sex on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever do you mean? We'll talk about that later. <laughs> so, Erica, what was your favorite part of the classes that you attended of Dr. Nancy's? Uh, I think for, I will speak for myself. My husband probably will not uh, give some input, but I'm going to, I'm going to just channel his energy right now. Okay. He doesn't get a say anyway. He doesn't get a say anyway. <laughs> For me, the communication, just foundational communication, is so important in this program. And we were able to tell things, to reveal things to each other that we've probably never, in seven years plus of being together in a relationship, have never been able to talk about. And just the compassion and the ability to see each other really in some ways for the first time and it, and we feel like we didn't come to Hito to save our marriage you know it's not what I think that people might assume but we already know that this has saved our our marriage and our path in the future is going to be all the more connective and supportive how cool is that a couple who are able to talk to each other about anything strengthens their couple imagine that imagine wow that. imagine that imagine that <laughs> and on top if of only that, someone talking, would teach that they're talking about <laughs> sex um you know if the world would just take the time to talk to each other and then continue that conversation about talking about sex couples and relationships would be in a much more healthier place than they are today yeah, well i'd like to add to that because it's really less about talking to each other and more about creating a space to really hear what your partner is saying without any judgment well said, or yeah. critiquing or questioning, just really hear. And you know, we, when we talk about communication, most of us think it's about talking and really it's about listening and hearing the message that's being delivered. Now, Thank thr- you for sharing that, Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> now that's of course one of the foundational things that you have in your court. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the other things that your students would have picked up this week? Well, I'm going to I'm going to field that to Erica because I think you know since she just experienced it, she would, might be able to give her perspective, which is really the perspective that other guests may want more than mine. I already know what I like about it. <laughs> so, what I'm else, Erica, did you learn besides that basic communication, like you said, which was foundational for you? Well, we actually got to do some hands-on work as well, which was very exciting and probably one of the most impactful. Is we had to touch each other and the person being touched was blindfolded and we were instructed as the toucher to touch how we want to touch them. So we did that process and then the person receiving was asked, now touch, touch her how you want to be touched. And then we switched it and we learned things about, I love to have my face touched and my husband never knew that about mm. me. 
Interesting. And just those little things about that connecting and really being really, really profound in slowing down and really paying attention was life-changing. Wow, that's cool. So Erica, you're on your way to becoming a sexologist. That's your goal. You're studying now. I know it's a life-changing event at this time of your life, but congratulations to that, first of all. And so you have a teacher already who is experienced in, um, in, and you've been doing that for a long time, Dr. Nancy. What are the com- some of the things that she's got looking forward to and what she's going to learn in the near future when she's becoming a, as she's becoming a sexologist? Well, I think for for me, the process really was about unlearning and then relearning. And so unlearning, I mean that you have to learn how to shed your own judgments and your own preconceptions of what sexuality is, what's normal, what's not normal, all of those things that were taught culturally. And as a sexologist, you really have to let go of all of that. And then kind of re re-examine the the full spectrum of human sexual desire and experience that's natural, mm-hmm. which is very broad. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so I think you know the more she learns this, the more she'll just open to to that, and and then that makes you less judgment of yourself. So in the world of sexual education, sex coaching, sexologist, do you find that? you're dealing with people who are coming to you because they're broken and have sexuality issues or do you also have people and couples coming to you who are in a great relationships having great sex and want to have a better relationship and greater sex here at hedonism most it's mostly the latter people that have a good relationship because they already found a way to get here and then want to make the relationship better in my private practice very little time is it really boiled down to a sexual issue and it's almost always a relationship communication issue so i really get to talk about sex more here than i do in a private practice as a clinical sexologist but in a, in a relationship if you have those issues of communication trust jealousy whatever else you deal with um i guess a couple who's having those issues cannot necessarily be having great sex because there's those mental brain traffic things and bad communication that um, if you don't have them um, on the on the front of your relationship doing a good job um, your sex can't be good I always refer to your sexuality as a barometer for the rest of your relationship in your life so if your sexuality is healthy and horny and happy, then chances are your body's in good health, your mind's in a good space, your relationship's pretty solid. Soon as sex drops, usually it's, it's a symptom of one of those other things dropping. Cool. And or opposite, if you're not happy anymore, then the sex might drop. Or if you're not healthy anymore, then the sex could drop. Those three things, those three pillars are all interconnected. Absolutely. Yeah. And so here, what my goal is for for my workshops is to really help couples create a very strong foundation of communication style. It's a technique, it's a practice that they can use from now on in their lives that will help avoid the pitfalls of trauma and drama that don't need to happen in relationships. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. Erica, what type of sexologist, sex coach, sex doctor do you see yourself becoming? Well, I can say that Dr. Nancy has definitely become a mentor of mine, whether she knows it or not. (laughs) And having this be something that's really involved with, with, I love working with midlife women and couples and beyond, because I think that we have that healthy sexuality throughout our lifespan. And so I want to work with people primarily who are 
in their way into this longevity, but also knowing that they can have so much great sex. And we don't have to be in our 20s in order to have great sex. We can be in our 70s and our 80s and still having great sex. Yeah, so yes. are you already accredited as a sex coach or you're first working towards that? I am a sex coach in training. Okay, got you. Yes. So maybe Dr. Nancy, you can tell us what is the difference between what a sex coach can help with and what a sexologist will help with. You know, I think that's it. there's a lot of gray area there. And I think m- much of it depends on other background. For example, I have a health background, nursing background, um, medical practice, that type of style of, of background. And whereas as, um, Erica's is more in psychology and marriage family counseling. So that, that puts us in a little different arena. But I think we, we, we cross over a lot of things we do. I just happen to have a doctorate degree in human sexuality. She will have a certificate as a sex coach. If she wants to go on and get a doctorate, then she'll have to go to a different program to actually earn a doctorate. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. But both, of course, of these can help people and help marriages and, Absolutely. and help ladies who need help. It's obviously. all about education and helping people find their... It's, we talk a lot about giving permission mm-hmm. for people to be who they are. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All of this is great. We're just going to ask you to hang on for a second. We need to do a quick shout out to one of our show's sponsors and we'll be right back. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carolyn David and we're talking with Dr. Nancy Sutton-Pierce and author Erica Lemke-Pembroke. Stay right here. So, you know, people have been asking us what's changed after four years of doing the podcast. Well, a lot has. But to be honest, the orgasm gap still remains a challenge for many couples. You know what I'm talking about. Men tend to finish before their female partners. You've heard us talk about Promescent for years. Their urologist-developed FDA-compliant delay spray can help men last up to 64% longer without loss of sensation. And it's great because Promescent is quickly absorbed into the penis and it doesn't transfer to your partner. And speaking of your partner, I think we can all agree that sometimes women, even when alone, still have challenges around reaching orgasm. So now, Promescent has created a female arousal gel. I love it. It's a clitoral stimulant that she can rub into her clitoris for increased pleasure and a lot more satisfaction during pretty much any type of sexual activity that you can think of. Absolutely. So now they've got promescent delay spray for him and arousal gel for her. So basically, they're closing the orgasm gap on both sides. And remember to check out their amazing lubes as well. Yeah, trust us. Try these amazing products and you'll thank us later. Seriously, just write to us at ask at and tell us how it went. So try Promescent today. Just go to the website www.promescent.com. That's P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T dot com. Yeah, and now, and especially for a limited time, if you enter Sexy Lifestyle 15, you'll get 15% off every order. And remember, tell your friends too, that's Sexy Lifestyle 15 for 15% off. All right, we're back. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carolyn David, and we've been having a great discussion with Dr. Nancy Sutton-Pierce and author Erica Lemke-Pembroke, all about sexology and sex coaching, and I think um, now we're going to get into women's issues. Yeah, one of the things that I thought would be kind of fun is that if we put out some uh, ideas of which kind of problems you see on a regular basis. I don't know if these are going to be number one problems, but certainly I'm sure they're common problems. I thought it'd be kind of fun to review them and see how a sex coach in training and a sexologist might help in different ways. So you guys are going to have like a little round table? I guess, I can just yeah. go get a beer? You can if oh. you want to, David. Or you can listen and learn. How about that? 
Ooh, uh -oh. I like learning. Uh oh, he's just as long as you guys don't now. use words that have more than six letters, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with one of the things that Erica says is one of the topics that you like to talk about is uh, midlife women. So we know for sure that when women are going through menopause and our hormone changes happen kind of at midlife is what we're talking about. Uh, it certainly affects their libido. So let's imagine someone with this kind of uh, problem comes into your practice. W how can you help them? Let's someone start with like Dr. Someone like Carol. Yeah. <laughs> yes, let's talk to Dr. Nancy first and see what you would say to this woman who's coming in with low libido. The first thing I would do was to, would be to set up a, 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 an exam or a laboratory with their primary care doctor so that we ruled out the hormonal imbalances. Because I think if, you know, I can talk a lot about, you know, all the ways in which a person can re rekindle their desire, but if hormonally they're out of balance, there's not a lot I can do. So that would be the, the first step. The next step is to identify if there's any abuse happening. And if there's, uh, you know, what the health of their relationship is. Because oftentimes when people feel abused, neglected, or rejected in a relationship, that makes their desire very much, very, very low. So, you know, to try to find that out. And then I want to work with the couple. Because if, if a woman is single, then that's a different story. But if, if she's a part of a couple, then I need to see their interaction. Mm -hmm. So to know how to help him help her. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so that would be where I would start. So Eric, in one of our discussions, we talked about the fact that, and it's in your book, that you also had an imbalance in your hormones, which I did also. I don't think I told you that, but I did also. And you ended up having... Um, Bioidentical yeah. hormone replacement therapy, uh, which is kind of what I had as well. So why don't you talk a little bit about your experience going through this and see how Dr. Nancy might have helped you in your case. Absolutely. Well, I noticed that I'm, and I'm still, I'm still perimenopausal, so I'm, I'm still producing estrogen and all of that, but I noticed that I was, I was cranky, I was, I was pissy, I was unfocused, all of those things that... I thought, what the hell is wrong with me? And I had other transitions going on in my life, so it was all kind of compiled. The stress I felt, chronic stress is one of those wonderful things that does wonderful things to our bodies. Yeah, but it also affects your hormone levels too, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So I, through a long process, decided finally to go and seek some help. And I used a functional medicine doctor, and I found out through a blood test that I had almost zero testosterone in my body. So I made a decision with a lot of informed, you know, checking things out where I wanted to go in that direction. And that's not for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. We have to advocate for our health. Mm -hmm. It worked for me, but I certainly don't want to tell everyone we'll go out and do bioidenticals. Mm -hmm. But that was the sweet spot for me that helped me get everything back on track in my life, including and most importantly, in a lot of ways, is my sex life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So that was your first thing you would have done, check that off the list yes. and move forward from there. Absolutely. Excellent. Yeah, because sometimes, I mean, hormones are very interesting. They're like messengers. And so they tell everything else what to do. So if we have hormones that have gone to sleep, then there are certain things that aren't being told, that aren't being directed, like our libido, like our cognitive functioning, our memory, our sleep. Those are, those are really important aspects of health and wellness, and they're dr drastically impacted by an imbalance of hormones. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And in fact, as easy it might seem to fix, it's not for everybody, even though you know, it worked for you and it definitely worked for me. So what would happen if someone came to you and they were imbalanced, but they were not able to do this hormone therapy? There are some natural methods that they could use that may be less... Um, uh, 
uh, risky or they just may, may feel more comfortable using more natural sources of hormone balancing. But truly, it is, it is I mean, we are just biology. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so if, if we don't do something, then it's just going to be a miserable period of time. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, my mother's generation, they really just suffered yeah, through exactly. it. exactly. And then my generation saying, yeah, no, I don't want to suffer through yeah. it. I, I want to feel good for a lot longer. And there's no longer. need, right? There's no yeah. need. Yeah. There's and absolutely. I think there's also a stigma that's attached to it as right. well. And if we're having to use something that's outside of our what we're own what we can produce for ourselves, it's almost like there's something wrong with us. Mm-hmm. So it's changing the mindset of like, no, this is actually what is going to enhance and really bring forth some of the best, you know, best health, best sexual experiences and all of that too. Yeah. The functional medicine world's philosophy is that our lifespan has doubled in a hundred years, which is a very short period of time in the, in the scheme of humanity. So to, for our biology hasn't caught up with that. So our hormone longevity lasts about 50 years, but if we're living into 80, 90 and a hundred, that's half the, of our life that's living without hormones. Yeah. That's when degenerative diseases began. That's when Alzheimer's starts. That's when depression, that's when all sorts of other health and, and uh, ailments, you know, begin. Yeah. And so if they can, if we can d- delay that, then we have a higher quality life for a lot longer. Yeah, absolutely. So if we have a couple, Erica, let's start with you on this one. We have a couple who have mismatched libidos. They're not any age. They're not mid age. any couple that wants to come in. And they have mismatched libidos. How would you begin to deal with that client? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now remember, you're in training. You know who's looking, right? I know. <laughs> I'm going to be looking at him right now. But you're looking at us as well. <laughs> <laughs> All our listeners know that our libidos are mismatched. Right. <laughs> and that's a tough one. I think that my husband and I have actually struggled with that for some time and again for me thinking instead of what am I doing wrong or what is he doing wrong kind of putting blame on that can cause a lot of stress in the relationship which causes our sex life to not be so great and for some women they just they're they're put off they don't even want to have it which then makes that cycle that is not connecting the couple it's it's really making them kind of disperse and and not really stay connected. So a lot of it has to do, I think, with communication and really being vulnerable to talk about what they can do together to to kind of bridge that gap. Very cool. And Dr. Nancy, it could be that the guy has the low libido. It's not always the woman when it's mismatched. That's correct? Oh, absolutely. Especially as men um, get older, if they have any kind of erectile dysfunction, which can actually start in your 30s. So it's not not something that you have to wait to your 70 to experience. And just one experience with that can shake a man's confidence. And so that men start to pull back from those sexual encounters for fear that it won't work fear of rejection as yes. well of, yes so in in our couple the absolute opposite happened which is as i started aging i got hornier and wanted to have sex more carol hit menopause wanted to have sex less and our gap got bigger and bigger and bigger the orgasm gap <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. okay no your orgasms have gotten better and bigger and i stronger, know exactly but, but just our less sex frequent. together has been less frequent exactly but the thing is that we can't all help that. You know, that's just a natural progression too. You got hornier and I got less horny. I know, and we had lots and many discussions about how we were going to resolve it because there was a time where I kept getting disappointed. 
you know, we'd have a little bit of foreplay during the day. And Carol says, yeah, I'm going to fuck you. I'm going to sit on your cock. We're going to have amazing sex later in the day. And then it didn't happen. And then I'd go to bed disappointed. And Carol's like, well, I lost. It didn't. It wasn't there. And then it would go for two or three days. And I'm saying, okay, maybe this day, maybe this hour, maybe. The, and it wasn't there. And then all of a sudden, a couple of... Um, glasses of wine and she was in the mood for a day and then it went away again and um, I learned how to um, um, be less you learned how to manage your disappointment no I, I learned how to not necessarily want it all the time and be grateful and appreciative of when we did have great sex because when we do have sex it's always great and that includes swinging and, and all the other pieces of our open uh, uh, types of sexuality that we have. So it was appreciating the great sex that we have and not necessarily worrying or living in the world of, oh, fuck, you know, we didn't have sex today. Quality over quantity. For sure. Yeah. And it took probably... 18 months to yeah. rationalize that in my head, you know, but some also guys at are a little same slower than others. But also yeah. at the same time, I did my hormone replacement therapy, and I did get a little bit more horny. Well, and when you that had that extra testosterone enough. in you, your <laughs> yeah, clit looked like a penis. <laughs> a little mini penis, right. <laughs> well, and I would say, too, to speak to, you know, I think we're conditioned to, like, you, you want to have a rock-hard cock, right? Yeah. And that's what w you think that we want, which, yes, but we need to learn to also love it in every stage mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think that's something that we need to shift our thinking about poor i mean don't i love porn but i mean that gets us to like we're seeing that in conditions saying well you know he wants my husband like he thinks that he needs to have that rock hard cock every day when we have sex and it doesn't happen all the time yeah, yeah. porn and is not just being entertainment yes right? yeah. but then also yeah. not for us to not be disappointed yeah. and kind yeah. mm -hmm. so just to recap before we move on to the next issue um, when couples have a mismatched libido Nancy just summarize it up what are the steps to take care of them or help well, them I try to bring it back to okay what are you both looking for and what is what is being fed in you through your sexuality and for a lot of people sex is the love language because touch is their love language and if they, if the, if let's say if the man is, has this touch as his love language and sex is equates to that. And so every time he goes to touch his partner or ask to be touched, she thinks he just wants sex. Right. She's going to start withdrawing yeah. with holding touch. So he's going to be more and more desperate to get that touch thinking that just sex is the way to do that. So I help couples find other ways to meet those needs in between the sex time wow. and also to focus more on pleasure regardless of what the, the source is rather than sex penetration orgasm but when people are having more pleasure together they tend to just be happier and more content mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. each other mm -hmm. absolutely okay here's another issue that I'm sure you hear a lot of so when women have a hard time letting go they have a hard time then having orgasm or even squirting how do you get women to just let go? One of my favorite things is to teach uh, central massage. Because if you can get a woman to relax and get into her body, into the sensations of her body, maybe even tell her a sexy erotic story while you're giving her a massage, now she's distracted from what she was thinking about, what she was worried about, now she's into the sensation play. And then 
pleasure and orgasm can occur. But if she's thinking about the kids and the work and the bills and all the other things that she has to do, does she she will be disconnected from her body sensations and pleasure just isn't going to happen. Yeah. So yeah. there has to be a transition period from normal daily activities to that sensual sexual time. And um, Erica, do you find yourself having trouble getting into your body? Or are you are you good to go? Do you get that arousal and you're able to, you know, feel it coming right away? Or do you still have difficulties? You know, I'm very kinesthetically aware, so I'm very tapped into my body. There are occasions, though, that yes, there's some distraction, there's something going on, and then it and it and it gets me tuned out. So it's really having to really have a practice of coming back and really focusing on what I need for my pleasure in this moment. And, and I'm responsible for that. And have you always been able to orgasm easily? I have. Okay, that's good. What yeah. about you, Dr. Nancy? Yes, that's never that's never been a problem. See, I had issues. I really learned how to orgasm once I met David. So I was in my 40s when I learned how to orgasm. Which is really common. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really common. There's, I have met women all over the world that ha- are in their 60s and have never orgasmed. So it's not unusual. So that's what we talk about, the orgasm gap. Right. Ver- there's very few men who've never orgasmed. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> in fact, I don't know that I've met one. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I would probably tend to agree. And I guess that's at the same time when I learned how to squirt my body. Just I learned to let go and the squirt came with it. Um, there's a lot of women who think they can't squirt or they want to, but they can't. But it's... It's really possible for everybody if they learn how. Is that correct? It's an ejaculation, and it's all going to be a little different quantity based on hydration. Mm -hmm. And I've actually just started that process probably less than six months ago. Oh, very cool. You know, in the lifestyle, it's one of those um, party tricks. Yes. (laughs) It's not really that you're better or worse if you can or cannot squirt. It's just people are curious about it, maybe because it's new, maybe because it's different. And again, it tells you how sexually stimulated you are, perhaps, that you can let that go. You know, what's funny, it's an ancient process. Three, four thousand years old female ejaculation that's been in the yoga world for for eons and they call the squirt amrita which is basically the blessed mother's milk so it's um it's really it's really interesting how we've made it seem like this new thing that women do and it's been known since the beginning of time i think it's more that we talk about it now right we never talked about it before the first time it happened i had no idea what was going on and that's probably now that we can talk about it we learn what it's going on in the past probably it happened you had no idea you just wanted to hold it in i did i just pee on my partner you know that's the feeling that you have and i I think that's part of it too it's just that feeling of like embarrassment and and all of a sudden when that happens if we're embarrassed and locked up then we can't allow the rest of that pleasure to flow and then it just kind of stops that process yeah absolutely so one of the things you spoke about in your book was about um, about women not feeling that they deserve what they want or what they should have and Nancy I think you talk a lot about that women should learn how to ask for what they want so the feeling of not deserving and learning how to ask kind of go hand in hand but how do you help women who don't know that they actually should and can and I guess would be better off if they did ask for what they wanted I talk a lot about our birthright and our birthright to pleasure and that if if something is your birthright then of course you have the right to ask for it it's already yours. You just need to take it. So, so empowering women to know that this absolutely isn't something you have to earn, something you have to do anything to get, that it's already yours to enjoy. 
that seems to lessen their fear of asking for it because then they realize that it's not something that they have to deserve, mm-hmm. that they already have it. There you go. That's a good way of putting it. And so how do you deal with it in your book when you help your ladies to, to know that they can have it. They can ask for what they want. Well, echoing with what Dr. Nancy said about pleasure being our birthright, I think for so many women, they just don't, they're so conditioned to being able to please others. That's that pleasing, you know, being the caretaker and the placator. But what about, what about coming back to ourselves? Mm -hmm. So really just being able to speak to that pleasure Mm -hmm. is our birthright and and we all, it's, uh, say we all deserve it, but it's already innate if we just allow that to to really accept that. But isn't it okay to be sexually selfish sometimes? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Saying what you want. I mean, I know we have. But a lot of women don't know that that's okay. I get it. I mean, we've had many guests recently in our Great Sex Matters segment, and we asked them about their first sexual experience when they were young, and it was all about them giving the guy a blowjob and not getting anything in return. And unfortunately, our generation growing up was about pleasing the guy, giving the guy what he wanted. And I think the discussion that we're having today is amazing, where the woman can go out and say, I want you to do this to me. Well, that's exactly the premise of Erica's book, because women have been culturally trained to be the givers. And exactly like David said, um, we don't have to deserve it because Nancy says it's our birthright. But yeah, nobody knows that. So let's get that word out there. Tell your friends, everybody. I I love eating pussy. And for me, a turn on in the lifestyle is a woman says, I want you to go down on me and lick my pussy and make me come before she even says, I want to suck your cock. And that's, that's hot when a woman takes control and says what she wants. Mm. I, you know, I always come back to what, what porn, how it's being used, and so many young men view it as education, and young women. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah. And when you, when you watch most porn, it's male-centric, it's penis-centric, and the woman spends half of the movie giving the guy a blowjob right. and getting him hard, and then he instantly fucks her. Mm-hmm. And you think, well, what about her? Yeah. Right. You know, when, when biologically it takes women long to get warmed up especially with a new partner and so it really is backwards Mm -hmm. but I think guys think that the when she's giving it to him she's getting warmed up I think that's what they think right and I think that gets propagated by I think our clitoris is in our throat (laughs) there you go (laughs) like deep throat Okay, everybody. Wait a second. Everybody who's listening, our clitters is not in our throat. (laughs) You cannot reach it that way. Okay, let's go sideways for a second. Sure. Nancy, we're talking about the clit. Yeah. Many guys out there think the clit is just a button. Can you bust that myth? It's not a doorbell or a button. (laughs) No, the clit, the 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 um, the tip of the iceberg is what you see on the outside but the main clitoris is beneath the surface and it runs deep and all along the outer edges of the vagina the whole vulva like three to four inches yeah it's huge and And like a wishbone it's like a wishbone with actually two little legs on each side and so there's a massive amount of nerve endings and blood supply and when that thing plumps up, it actually plumps the whole um, squeeze on the vagina. And so that's when vaginal penetration can feel really good because you're still stimulating the clitoris mm-hmm. from the inside. The inside. Mm-hmm. And those women who have penetrative orgasms, it's because they're being, they're being stimulated they're being from the inside. They're being properly 
primed. Yeah. Yes. Let's yes. go practice that later. Okay, baby. Sure. Honey. Be, I like that. For it's sure. a fun exploration exercise. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> now, I know a lot of couples have problems talking about fantasies or sharing their fantasies. So if they were going to come into your clinic and they have that issue, how do you start helping them with that? One of my favorite things to do is to, to get people talking about fantasies is to, I have a a workshop that I teach about creating a mutual erotic fantasy. So when it, I've done it in huge groups where we have groups of 10 people in a big room uh, all, all together at a table and one person starts, says a sentence and somebody subscribe and writes it down and the next person adds a sentence and the next person adds a sentence. So with a, a sexy couple, story. Yes, yeah, mm, so okay. with a couple I just have them say a sentence or two, write it down or, ta- or uh, audio tape it record it I should say no tapes anymore <laughs> record it and then the, the other person takes it from there so they can kind of see the direction that they're both interested in oh, going okay. and then they create this 20 minute story together without having to feel embarrassed and boy once they get going it's all it always gets so really each hot one is adding a small piece yes. and you don't feel embarrassed about right the, and you might get to that fantasy one but what if they get to the end of the story and they didn't actually have the guts to say the little piece that they wanted to do then, then I give them, once they've learned the Oasis practice, then they would be able to speak to that and say, okay, this was really fun, but there's st- I'm still withholding. Oh, okay. And can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. You know, because start to get more comfortable. Yeah, it takes practice. And some people right. can't even say those words. Right. They've never said the words or fuck me or anything like that. And they, saying it out loud is already pushing their boundaries. Yeah, I'd like to have, not me, but you like saying, I'd like to have two cocks in my mouth. Yeah. For a woman to say that, to her husband and that discussion about you know crossing swords and all that yeah is huge uh, just all the thoughts that go with it and the emotion that goes with it I just want to be fear. clear that I did not say that I wanted to have two cocks in my <laughs> are you sure about that baby? okay yes okay I but will I, reiterate that that's something I do but right I am now. okay being one of the cocks that are in your uh, okay mouth. gotcha baby but I, I've also found that a lot of people are feel a lot of guilt and shame around having fantasy mm-hmm. and there's also a lot of jealousy mm-hmm. and fear around their partners having fantasies so that that's really where my work often begins mm-hmm. is getting people over the taboo of fantasies and using it as an adjunct to their sex life and their their creative mm-hmm. ju- get their creative juices yeah. flowing now you know i'm not a um, counselor at all but i do get questions on social media all the time and one of the very popular ones is that um young men are attracted to their mothers or stepmothers and i know that's one of the big fantasies on Pornhub. but they really are and they feel so guilty about it and they want to know if that's normal and so what would you say to that if they were asking you? Well, I mean, we talk about the Oedipus complex. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the, the, these, these uh, observations have been made since the beginning of time. And there's, there's an attachment to older women. Um, I think it's very natural that there are just a group of people that like people of different age groups. Um, as, you know, it, as long as it's a, a legal or if you don't act on it, any fantasy is gotcha. okay. Yeah. Any fantasy yeah. is okay. If if it's illegal or it's going to harm somebody, then that's when you have to draw the line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, um, very often these more evolved couples who, like you said, the ones here at Hedonism who come to your workshops already have a great sex life. And, but they might want to keep the, the lines of communication open and maybe even, I don't know, spice things up more. Do you get clients that come in that just want that? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. In fact, I've had, you know, in these 15 years of teaching at Hedo, we've had couples that have been married that were on their honeymoon and couples that have been married 40 years. And every single one of them leave with a new tool. So that's always exciting that they, they find some new way of communicating and hearing and um, opening up their their hearts and their minds to their partner to mm-hmm. see them with a new a new perspective. Mm-hmm. I like to say I like to make big shift happen. Yeah, <laughs> I like that too. And Erica, you must be like so thrilled to even think about your future, knowing that what, you know, working with Dr. Nancy all week and knowing that this is where you're going to be coming from. And so, if a client came into your future clinic and just wanted to have better sex, what do you think you would start with? Mm. Well, I think. I feel like my husband and I are kind of a living example of that right here in Hito because this was a fantasy that we had had for a while and just kind of dropping little hints and little, you know, kind of testing the water, so to speak. Right. So it's kind of seeing how they're like the barometer of how they're feeling about the potential of us wanting to go and do something different. And so being able to have those conversations and slowly be able to put out the little nuggets to see see what the feedback is like and look at here we are now. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we're talking about the courses that Dr. Nancy gives here at Hedo. We're talking about, you know, opening up different parts of sexuality. But couples don't need to bring in other people or go to Hedo to spice up their sex life. Erica, what are some things that just uh, a monogamous couple can do at home to spice it up so it doesn't get boring and stale? Mm. Well, I love the idea of sensual massage. My husband and I have something we call Nuru Guru. Made up term. We (laughs) We lube up our bodies, oil our bodies, and then just start the process of touching and rubbing slipping and slipping and sliding slipping like and sliding that. is ex- exactly right you have to do that on the floor though because on the bed it's dangerous <laughs> oh <laughs> put down your top, top waterproof, waterproof blanket <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah but but you, but you know um <laughs> it's, it's so um right in line with how carol and i spice up our sex life at home because we don't swing every day of the week or every week we use that as you know a little bit of dessert for our regularly good sex life but just having sex in a different part of the house um, having sex where maybe your neighbors can see in a little bit if it's legal um, those taboo naughty experiences you can have as a couple um, is always great than the left side of the bed in the missionary position for 25 years absolutely having having that variety but the variety doesn't have to be threesome life mm-hmm. whatever that is I'm right a sex toy. <laughs> yes. right. oh god are you yeah. kidding me well the sibian is yeah. a great adjunct that is like having a threesome without actually having yes. a human being yes shout Absolutely. out to bunny shout out to bunny we hope you're staying safe bunny <laughs> wow what a great segment thanks for all your input this is the sexy lifestyle we are carol and david we're having an amazing discussion with dr nancy sutton pierce and author erica lemke pembroke coming up next is our favorite segment great sex matters So stay tuned, but first, a shout-out from one of our other sponsors. Stay right there. We won't be long. We will not. We're not even going away because I'm going to tell you all about Hito 2. You know we're here. It's on the Grill Beach in Jamaica. It's one of our favorite places to hang out naked, of course, on the beach. And it is the sexiest place on earth where you can get as mild or as wild as you like. And like we said earlier, we're so excited to be escaping winter 2021. 
uh, broadcasting on location, sometimes naked right here in the dining room. No, 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 we're not naked in the dining room, but we could be naked at the pool or on the beach. And so come on down. Uh, you might even be a guest on our show. We've had a whole bunch of, um, of the guests here do some segments with us. Uh, some of them, unfortunately, couldn't say their names, so we have a lot of generic Jen and Eric couples. So Which is fine. It is absolutely fine. We're having a great time here. Yeah, and we're feeling safe with all the pro, uh, COVID protocols that are in place here. And we're loving our away office. If you can work from home, then you can work from Hito, just like we are all winter long. Join us as we get naked on the beach. Go to thesexylifestyle.com and click on the Hito link to book your sexiest and most erotic vacation ever. Absolutely. Alrighty, you know we're Carol and David. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. And now it's time for our favorite part of the show where we get to talk about great sex because... Great sex matters, and we all deserve it. So we've been having an amazing discussion about all these theoretical uh, clients that might be coming to your future clinic, and of course, clients that Nancy has seen over and over again, and we talked about some of the protocols that you guys would do when these clients come to you. Um, But this segment, what I'd like to do is listen to some things that Erica has learned since she's been here and have Dr. Nancy comment on them. So we're going to get a little bit personal with uh, Erica, and why don't we first by talking ta- start by talking about how you and your husband decided to come here, you had plans, you had expectations, you had conversations. What kind of conversations did you have before you came here and what you were planning to do while you were here? Well, I don't think it started out as a conversation as much as it started out with testing the waters. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I'm raising my hand. I am the instigator in creating this why we're here now. And I think it's really hard for a lot of people to how, how do you ha- start having the conversation about coming to a place like this? So I would drop little hints. I would, I would even, we even kid around a little bit to say, okay, is he receiving this? Or he's like, hell no, there's not anything you're going to do like that. And the reception was well received. And so the process just started to continue a little bit more and, and fantasizing more about well, if we were here, what, what, would, would, what could we possibly do? Because you don't know what you don't know, and until you get here, then you can then start formulating some of those ideas, right? Absolutely. Yeah, okay, for sure. So you did try some things. I think you did share a little bit about some of your explorations. Um, what did you talk about after each time? Checking in with each other, making sure that we felt okay any issues that arose whether it was jealousy and um, I heard the word compersion that you um, we talked about earlier that it's not the it's kind of the opposite of jealousy is my understanding is watching my husband be pleased pleases me mm-hmm. and vice versa and no, so, that's so, fine. so it's, it's interesting that you're talking about compersion and jealousy and we're gonna default to the doctor here yeah that's the best and talk about the um, fact that jealousy is always there and how people, um, especially in the lifestyle, find compersion um, a little titillating. Well, I think jealousy is, is, a, is a fairly taught response. Nancy is just getting a beer and the person bringing the beer is afraid to get close <laughs> to the table <laughs> because he's afraid he's going to be seen, but we're only audio without video here. <laughs> Love it. So I think, you know, je- je- there's a lot of things about jealousy that are taught that aren't natural. And, and, and we teach that from, the very, from very early childhood. You know, 
you're going to like your dad better. Who do you love better, your mom or your dad? Um, so we, we, we implant that seed very early on because children by nature are not jealous because they want to love everybody and they want everybody to love them. And they're ha when they're happy, they're, they're completely in their own little world. So if we can kind of bring that forward to adulthood, then we realize that this word compersion really is the most beautiful, loving word because it's saying your happiness equates to my happiness, even if I'm not the cause of your happiness. Right. There you go. I don't have to be the, the one that's making you happy. I can just see your happiness and that truly brings me joy. And when you're feeling joy, you can't feel jealous. They don't, they don't coexist. So jealousy usually because it, it feels, we feel like something's being taken from us rather than realizing that we're getting as much out of that as the other person just in a different way. Right. So. But the jealousy that happens, uh, that does happen, even though because you just said we've had it in our culture since right. birth. Uh, so we do feel jealousy. It's definitely something we have to jealousy learn. Jealousy does rear up. Yes. Right. We definitely have to learn not to, to be jealous. And um, Erica imparted a, a story about you know, a third party uh, exploration that you did, which at first was great, but then jealousy did come into play. So can you explain that? Yes. So prior to coming to Hedo, my husband and I did have a foray with a, a, a couple and it was something that was not planned. It just happened organically. But through that process, it was hot and sexy and titillating. But then when we talked about it at home, after the fact, it was great until I mentioned something that this, this guy did that my husband doesn't typically do, and everything changed. You can say anal sex on you our show. You want me show. to say <laughs> anal sex? Yeah, yeah. You can. So my husband and I did not have an, a lot of anal sex. So when I had an incredible experience this, with this person, and it was okay the fact that it happened once, but then I mentioned that it happened twice in that session, and that's when things really turned around. It was hot and heavy. We were having a great time, and all of a sudden, he got jealous, and we had, we had some issues for several weeks working our way through that. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. did you let him fuck you in the ass? <laughs> I did, and I do, and okay. a lot on this trip. Okay, Dr. Nancy, why don't you kick in with your comments on this? jealousy issue no I think that's you know he when he felt like something was taken away from him he he was missing out on tapping into her experience and he just stayed in his own experience of feeling like he missed out so that's where that that's where jealousy comes in it's a it's a well what about me feeling and where when we learn that word compersion, then we can we can go, okay, I'm identifying, I'm feeling jealous, all right, I'm feeling like I, I missed out on something. But then we can say, and your experience was so wonderful, I'm so happy for your experience. I'm happy that you got to experience that. And if you ever want to experience that with me, I'm right here for you. Right. <laughs> so I'm gonna ask a question. So if there was another guy fucking you in the ass, where was your husband? He was fucking his wife. I get it. So we've, we've had that situation. So you have a guy doing you in the ass and this, your husband is playing with another woman. Fantastic. Okay. Then you went home and you spoke about it. Did you allow or, or agree that the two of you were going to have anal sex after that? 
Uh, after a little while. Okay. It, it, it took a little bit. Okay. And what about the possibility of, you know, next time a situation like that came up, you looked at him and you saw maybe he wasn't comfortable and you invited him over and you sucked his cock while you were getting fucked in the ass. So it became, you know, he's part of the moment. And instead of him being off there not knowing what's going on, which sometimes guys like us, like me, do, where we end up not being with our partner, something happens, and then we're not upset that it happened, we're upset that we weren't part of the moment. Well, I will, I will uh, add that he was fucking her in the ass and I was totally okay with it. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> you know, so it's more complicated than we're told. We need to laugh. I think this is a session that Dr. Nancy is going to take off. <laughs> no, I just, just, just want to say something. We need to be friends with these couples. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll get one of my fantasies. Oh, with I know. Well, and I that, know. That, that goes back to some of the old training that we have about our partners being our property. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that that's my pussy. That's my ass. That's mm-hmm. my dick. That's yeah. my, you know. And so that, that just reminds us that we're still un winding some of that old learning yeah. that we've had over our lifetimes and when we when we come up against that because we all will we all do that to, to just sit with our own stuff rather than project it onto our partner yeah. in anger yeah and just to go okay wow i'm really feeling this what's this about you know what's the root of this and try to understand ourselves that's when we grow and learn then we can come back to our partner and say this is what i was experiencing man it was really tough but I, I processed it, and this is what I, the cl- conclusion I've come to. Mm-hmm. Now I have a better understanding mm-hmm. of who I am and why I feel the way mm-hmm. I do, mm-hmm. rather than punishing your partner for having done something that they just were caught up in doing at the time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We can't do that. Yeah, sounds right. So before we get to the end of the show and we have some final advice, I want to know, because Erica, we, we've seen you and your husband grow on this week that we've been together in more ways than one and yes (laughs) at the beginning of the show I talked about sex on the beach and we saw Erica sucking her husband's cock on the beach and then getting on it and riding his cock while they're on you were watching? absolutely (laughs) (laughs) from his balcony like a creeper I was with him we We were were watching together we were on the beach part of their titillation was being exhibitionist (laughs) and knowing people were and maybe we knew that you were there of Uh course of course and, and and you know that's that's growing your your couple and your comfort level in terms of of you know just having a great sex life but what what does made you guys decide to come and explore the lifestyle and open your relationship did you have a boring stale relationship and this was something you needed to add to it or did you have a great relationship and you just wanted to continuously spice it up the latter. I mean, we have an amazing sex life, and we wanted to see how else could we expand that? How could we enhance that for ourselves to bring more pleasure into us as a couple? And I will say, strangely enough, being at Hedo has strengthened our relationship on so many different levels. So real quickly, um, now that you've been to Hedo, you're going home in a couple of days. Um, do you have a new fantasy that you're going to maybe explore when you get home? Well, if I said two cocks in my mouth, David, would that make you happy? <laughs> it would have been that you've been listening. <laughs> not, not, if it, not if it means that you'll just do it at home. <laughs> right. See the face? You saw his... Look at his little pouty yeah. face over there. I never know. Well, I'm never sure you're going to be refilling your bucket lists for things that you're going to do at home. So I'm absolutely sure of that. Thank Still you. Still one yes. more night to go. I know, right? <laughs> 
So, Dr. Nancy, we are coming to the end of the show, and we'd like you to leave our audience with some advice. And I was thinking about these, you know, strong couples, like you said you saw here. Um, in what instance would a strong couple who are having great sex, would they consult a sex coach or a sexologist? I mean, I think a lot of times it's to just to have a kind of a checkup. You know, some people go for an annual exam just to make sure that things are moving in the direction that they want, that they're not missing something. And so oftentimes they'll, they'll contact me to just check, check in and see if there's anything else that they need to know about the other or any other communication technique that they might learn. Or perhaps one of them has a secret, something that they want to mm-hmm. share, mm-hmm. but they don't quite know how to bring it up. And so they can work with me and I can help them bring those things up in a safe and receptive way. Can we come so. see you later? Because I got lots. <laughs> yes, I'm sure you do. You're like a plethora. <laughs> Poor David. <laughs> Poor David. It's I'm, all good. I'm like it's all good. <laughs> Poor David. Yes, exactly. (laughs) All right, ladies, um, that's the end of the show. Thank you so much for being here. All this great information. Um, Erica, we wish you the best on your journey to becoming a sexologist. Nancy, always a pleasure having you here. Uh, Erica, you first. How can people find you online? Uh, They can find me online. I'm at feelsexyagain.com. They can find me on Instagram at feelsexyagain and theericalemke.com. And uh, just come and say hi. And uh, I would love to just let people know that I'm on my journey and it's it's just beginning. Beautiful. And Dr. Nancy Sutton-Pierce, how can people find you and even book a vacation retreat with you? They can go to my website, which is either Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce or DRNSP, my initials, dot com, and find the exotic lifestyle events. And so I put all the events. And once COVID starts to really clear out and everybody gets vaccinated, please get vaccinated, um, then I'm going to be putting on some couples retreats in the States. Yay. So that we can do maybe five to 10 couples in a big house for a four-day weekend and really go go to a deeper level with communication and exploration. Love it. Excellent. And of course, if you missed any of this information, you just have to go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com, where every one of our guests has their own guest page with all their information. And you can even reach out and contact them directly there if you have any questions about their work. Absolutely. And you know, every week, like we did this week, we're learning more and more with all our expert guests. We hope you do too. If you have any questions at all, you can always send us an email at ask at carolandavid.com. And please remember to stay safe and healthy and follow all the suggested protocols issued by your local health authorities. Wash your hands, avoid touching your face, practice social distancing, and please continue to wear a mask. And when your turn comes up, get your vaccine. Like Dr. Nancy said, the more people that get vaccinated, the better we'll all be in the long term. Ladies, wow, what an amazing show um, with amazing guests. Um, Thank you both so much for being here. Our pleasure. pleasure. Thank you. Beautiful in sync. I love that. And of course, every week we thank all our listeners for being there week in and week out. And join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex, sexuality, sexual health and pleasure, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Well, that's it for our show today. Carol and I send you lots of love and great sex. And please, please, please stay safe. And of course, stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. Thank 
Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. 